Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that or the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well at um, 806-771-0973. Uh, speaking of basketball, the NBA draft is tonight. I don't know if you care anything at all about that. Go Spurs. Okay, well, they're, they're going to have the number one pick. Yeah. I think they could, got a good chance to get a player that can help them a little bit. Right. Victor Wimbe, Wimbenyama. Nailed it. <laughs> From Metropolitan's 92. Okay. That's where he's from, the number one pick. And the number two pick is a guy you've heard of, at least, Brandon Miller from Alabama. Oh, yeah, for all the right reasons. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, the number three pick, Scoot Henderson. This is he's projected to go to the Portland Trailblazers from G League Ignite. Scoot. The uh, Rockets get the fourth pick. Amen or Amen or Amen, however you want to pronounce it. Amen Thompson. Do, do they get both of them? <laughs> yeah, they get all three of them. <laughs> no, there's twins. Really? Really. <laughs> Keep looking on the list. I bet you'll find another Thompson. Okay. The next guy's name is Azur Thompson. <laughs> what a coincidence. Probably there's, they really well, are twins. I did not know that, okay? I don't keep track of the G League. <clears throat> Both of them are point guards. That'd be hard. Maybe they played one-on-one against each other. I bet they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. My point is, you've hardly heard of any of these guys. Uh, Anthony Black, you've heard of him. He played at Arkansas. Uh, so anyway, I hadn't heard of him either. Well, but I mean, at least he played for a college, you know, but again, it's, it's just so it always, it always makes me kind of amazing when I look at the NBA draft and, you know, the first round picks and you're like, I haven't heard of the majority of these guys. It's definitely different than it used to be. I mean, obviously the, the, um, the European influx of players and then also the, you know, the high school players and mm-hmm. and guys that have have gone to the G League and come from the G League, um, all all those things have factored into that. Yeah, it's it's definitely different than it used to be when yeah. you would it would be the top college players, the top superstars in college basketball that sure. you grew up watching yeah. or for the last usually four years, <laughs> right? Three years, four years, whatever. Maybe, maybe even just the last six months, you know? Yeah, not now. It's <laughs> different. Uh, Keontae George is uh, going to be in the draft. He's Projected to go 16th. He's the young man from Baylor. Baylor. And then uh, Grady Dick from KU is expected to go top 10. So, you know, it's good to have both those guys out of the Big 12, right? If you're mm-hmm. kind of rooting for, um, you know, big. Uh, actually, Grady Dick's uh, projected to go. Uh, I don't I don't have it right here. I thought, I thought it was top 10, but may, maybe I'm wrong on that because uh, I get down to. 11th, so he's projected to go to Orlando. Um, but yeah, so that's t- that's tonight. I mean, it's just again, it just it, it doesn't. It seems anticlimactic, but you know, we're not 
We're not yeah, because NBA. everybody knows that who the Spurs are taking. Well, <laughs> I guess that maybe part of the anticlimax is like nobody cares. It's like, or maybe maybe I'm just, or the, the care level is very very low. For the circles that you and I run in, yeah, yes. yeah, I'm sure there are circles of the world that are interested. Clearly, because they're paying these guys an awful lot of money for people that don't care. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you think about it, um, they do have people go to their games. They, and <laughs> they put them on TV and right, all that good stuff. They put them on TV and <laughs> live and in color, even mm-hmm. color TV. Mm-hmm. You guys are probably both too young to remember when. Nope. I remember when it was when it was delayed broadcast. I wasn't going to say that. That's when it wasn't live. I know, but you you were. I was going to say you're too young to remember when the NBC Peacock came on, and uh, the next uh, program would be uh, in living color, and the Peacock would come on, and it would be in living color. But the previous show was not in living color. The previous yeah. show could have been in black and white. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I did have a black when, and white TV though. When was that? In the seventies. Seventies. Yeah, I don't think we ever had a black and white TV when all I was alive. I'm sure we had one. But really? Well, I should say I had the black and white. the The color TVs were downstairs. We we did not have a color TV in our home until I was uh, 13 years old. So what year would that have been? 1973. Yeah. See, I wasn't born yet. So 74. Yeah. 74. Yeah. So it's summer of 74. About this I, time in 74. I do not remember the NBA Finals being taped delayed. I don't remember the... As far as I'm concerned, in my life, mm-hmm. the NBA didn't exist until MJ got there. Okay. And that's really how, you okay. know, it, I became an NBA fan. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't remember anything in the NBA before he got there. I know it happened, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the era of games being taped delayed for the NBA Finals. Yeah. Which was in which was when? That that had to have been before Jordan got there in the mid eighties. So. It was really before. Yeah, it was really before. Um, right before Bird and uh, Magic. Um, so we're talking eighty one, eighty two, yeah, right in that, right, yeah, right in that time period. Yeah, you remember that? How old were you? I don't. I, <laughs> I don't remember. I remember them when it changed. I when they were. Remember. I remember the conversation when it changed when they were going live. Okay, well, even then, 85. How old were you in 85? Seven. Seven. <laughs> he, he remembers everything. everything. I don't remember <laughs> everything, but I remember that conversation because I was like, why wouldn't it have been live before? <laughs> I only remember. The only reason I know is because Chuck tells us that. There are a lot of things in life that I now know. The 1981 finals were the last to be broadcast on tape delay. Yeah. Okay. So 82. Yeah. And that yeah, was between was... the Spurs and the New Jersey Nets. Okay. I was eight. I don't remember. Yeah. And 82. Yeah. <clears throat> I do remember the Yankees losing to the Dodgers in the 81 World Series and crying over it. Sure. Yeah. This uh, thought Chuck was referring to the show in Living Color with Jim Carrey. Oh, now that was a good show. <laughs> Didn't think that, that was, was a his show speed. that would never cut it anymore, though. Probably not. No. Uh-uh. No, no. The, they, you can How go that way. How do you pronounce it? The Wayans, Wayans Brothers? Is that right? Wayans. Wayans. Okay. You can go that way, Jamie. You just can't go the other direction. Yeah. Well, they make fun of everybody. Sure. They make fun of everybody. They're allowed. Is that show still on somewhere? Because that was a funny show. That got canceled. Yeah. Seven years? Six years? After it started? And they made fun of everybody, Chuck. Yeah. This, this, uh, so this is, not every game was tape delayed. Between 79 and 81, seven NBA Finals games were tape delayed and broadcast at 11 
11.30 p.m. Six, 11.30? Yeah, Eastern. <laughs> Eastern. So really, they weren't even putting them off. Yeah. This, 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 like uh, the PSA that radio stations run at 4 in the morning. Sure, say, right. Hey, yeah, we're doing the community of project <laughs> right. service here. Uh, violence on the court was rife, and up to three-quarters of the players were reportedly using cocaine. <laughs> violence on the court. Do we have guys getting shanked or what? I think it was just. I think it was just a lot of bad, a lot of bad basketball. So yeah, it was just. It's just <laughs> was there then, an R rating? <laughs> no, I just think to it, watch the game. I just think it was. I just think it was. <laughs> you had to type were, in a parental code before watching were, the NBA. Well, you have, to, you have to also remember. You have to also remember. <laughs> this is before cable. This is before ESPN. So you had. ABC, NBC, CBS, and and an independent. You might have had just four channels. Yeah. So it's not like you had six hundred and seventy-two channels. You could put it on one of them. True. You know that's fair. So that that one, and then not you everybody could stream it. Could not stream it. Right. They didn't have an app. No. You actually had to, you know, do something with without your without an when you went to the drive-through. Which I don't even know if the I guess there were some drive-throughs. You actually spoke to a person. Okay. Spoke to a person. I walk up to the center. Have you? Didn't have combos. They just, you know, I'll take a quarter pounder and some fries <laughs> and a coke. Heck, this was back when your phone was connected to the wall. All those things, right? All, all the, all those things, all those things. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. June the twenty second, twenty twenty three. And here with the news and notes is Jeff McGuire. 1921. Official morning drive marathon runner, <laughs> Pavo Nermi, runs a world record 10,000 meter, 30 minutes, 40.2 seconds. 1930. New York Yankees first baseman Lou Gehrig smashes three home runs in a 20 to 13 win over the Philadelphia A's at Scheib Park. Scheib Park, okay. 1961, Chicago Cub Ernie Banks ends his 717 consecutive games played streak. 1981, John McEnroe's famous cannot be serious argument happened today. Okay. I loved watching McEnroe. Do, do you do you do you do you recall him during his heyday, or is that too? Is he too? I remember watching Macaron. Yeah, okay. I mean he. Uh, I'm maybe not his heyday. He was still really really good, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, what I remember about Macaron is, I mean, just, I, everybody remembers him yelling and screaming at everybody, sure, kind of sure. intimidating the chair umpire and all that. Uh, just felt like once I was old enough to understand tennis a little bit like how mm-hmm. terrible his fundamentals were but how good he was <laughs> yeah just uh yeah just a terrific player um just a really smart player but uh it always looked awkward okay and loved loved watching his game he always that point i always kind of thought he was a little over the top with some of his arguments which i think most would but mm-hmm. but he i loved watching him play i mean just the the emotion and the, the headband and you know playing for because i think people related more to McEnroe than to connor's in those days because connor's was just 
He just he just looked at he looked like that guy that you always wanted to beat up. Well, and the crazy part is, I mean, McEnroe is the one everybody knows was yelling at screaming at chair umpires, but nobody in tennis likes Jimmy Connors. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, current players, former players, nobody. And guys he played against, guys that's played after him, nobody likes Jimmy Connors. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he is ultimately over the top disliked. Okay. He's just kind and of a McEnroe was a bit of a jerk, but he's a great analyst on television. I love watching McEnroe because he also came to the net all the time. Okay. Which made it exciting tennis. Which mm-hmm. was really fun to watch. But he was definitely in that battle between Connors and McEnroe. McEnroe was the one everybody was rooting for, even though he was just a loose cannon. He was a loose cannon. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know what Connors is doing now. You don't ever see him around. Mm-mm. Yeah, again, like anytime you hear anybody in tennis talk about Jimmy Connors, they don't like him. Yeah, no, I mean, and it was that, and it was that way during his heyday too. Yeah, it, you know, you just you you hated rooting for, but when McEnroe was taken on Beyond Borg, and those were those were great, great matches too. Nineteen ninety, the Atlanta Braves replaced their manager Russ Nixon uh-huh. with general manager. Bobby Cox. It would go well. Would go really well. And people forget that Bobby Cox was the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays in the in the 80s and it was had, was very very successful there. Mm-hmm. 1994, the 48th NBA Championship. The Houston Rockets take down the New York Knicks 4 games to 3 and win their first NBA championship. It would not be their last. 2022, Los Angeles Angels pitcher Shohei Otani strikes out a career-high 13 batters, retires 23 of the last 24 he faced in a 5 to nothing win over the Kansas City Royals in at the Big A in Anaheim. Mm. It is National Chocolate Eclair Day and National Onion Ring Day. Uh, given the choice, a chocolate eclair or onion rings? I'll take the onion rings. Me too. Yeah, I'll I'm take the clear. I'm a big fan of onion rings. I'm, I'm right there with you. Happy birthday. They have to be a little bit overcooked, though. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. I'm, you, you you can't. If you undercook onion rings. Mm-hmm. They're just soggy. Just, yeah, it just nasty. changes things completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday to Meryl Streep, who's 74. Cindy Lopper is 70. Carson Daly, 50. Bruce Campbell and his chin are 65. Danny Green, 36. Clyde Drexler is 61. Kurt Warner, 52. Champ Bailey, 45. And Ian Kensler is 41. Mm. And I could talk about the signing of the GI Bill. And really, you should go look up what it was compared to, to what it is today. In terms of the benefits? Is it, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, two vastly different bills. But instead, we go to the Pacific in 1945. The U.S. 10th Army overcomes the last major pockets of Japanese resistance on Okinawa, ending one of the bloodiest battles in World War II. For over a month, the battle raged on land and sea, with the Japanese troops and flyers making the Americans pay dearly for every strategic area of land and water won. The Japanese lost 120,000 troops in the defense of Okinawa, while the Americans suffered 12,500 dead and 3,500 wounded. 
Of the 36 Allied ships lost, most were destroyed by the 2,000 or so Japanese pilots who gave up their lives in kamikaze missions. While the capture of Okinawa, the Allies prepared for the invasion of Japan, a military operation predicted to be far bloodier than the 1944 invasion of Western Europe. But a test in mid-August would change the world forever. But that will be for another day in this day in sports history. Okay. <laughs> this day in sports history this morning here on the morning drive. Um, uh, since we got on this conversation, I was look, and I don't know the exact exact time. I think it's sometime in the 70s where the World Series had a larger audience than the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. But the most the most watched, just a quick Google search, the most watched World Series game <coughs> is game six of the 1980 World Series in which Philadelphia beat Kansas City. And I don't know why. I, I'm guessing it was just the large audience of, of Philadelphia that drove that, the East Coast. But 54 million people watched that game six. It wasn't like this, I mean, it wasn't like this big, compelling series. I mean, you know, that was kind of went back and forth a little bit. Um, you know, Tug McGraw was their big, was their big closer, their big personality. Pete Rose was on that team. They had, they had obviously had a great team. Mike Schmidt was on that team. Steve Carlton, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. The, the 1980 Super Bowl between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rams had 76.2 million viewers for that game. And that was a 31 night. So, so that was a blowout game between the Steelers and the Rams. But I, th- I think it was, I think it was sometime in the seventies, maybe even been 1977 uh, Yankee Dodger series, which would make sense. Sure. You know, the two largest, but, and, and, the, and, and in that period of time, you know, you had baseball and, and the NFL hadn't, wasn't, while it was dominant, it wasn't, just like this mega superpower with just squashing everybody in sight, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because baseball was, there was, you know, you were a baseball fan, you were a football fan, you had, and there wasn't the crossover all 12 months out of the year of, of the NFL that you have now today. And the NBA was an afterthought, complete afterthought in, 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 that, in that time period. And that's, that's maybe partially why. And I would tell you also, college basketball, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like college basketball was this bastion of viewership, you know, in those days. And and, and really have to give credit to Bird and, and Magic for college basketball. And you have to give credit to Bird and Magic for the NBA. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they were huge for the promotion and the excitement that surrounded both. Yeah. It felt like those were two guys that captivated America um, in their late runs in college. Mm-hmm. And then once they went to the NBA, that was when people started to I don't know give more credibility to the NBA yeah. maybe and maybe it started to turn away from the what did you call it earlier the excess of violence on the court or whatever. What, that was the article yeah. yeah all of a sudden you started appreciating those guys for their NBA skills and all that good stuff instead of feeling like they were you know guys out there that were gonna injure each other or you know a large, large percentage of them were using drugs and all that kind of stuff it became appreciated for the skill that those guys had well, again jay would be in that mix too of guys that really um turned the nba into popular yeah and again in 1979 it's not like you had a lot of college basketball games on tv i mean you had maybe one one game a week um on tv and then 79 you know with magic and bird playing for the national title it became a huge event and then sure. that spilled into the nba 
The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We will have uh, Ranger Baseball on the air for you tomorrow from the Bronx as they take on the New York Yankees. 5.30 tomorrow night, 2.30 Saturday afternoon and 12 noon on Sunday as uh, they take on the Yankees in New York City. Good good time for the Rangers to be playing that team. They are... <laughs> They're not doing well? They're riding shotgun on the struggle bus. Astros going the other direction. They'll be in Los Angeles to face the Dodgers. We'll have that for you tomorrow night on 100.7 the score, and then Saturday afternoon as well. Um, we'll have College World Series baseball tonight, 540 between uh, Wake and LSU. One, before we get to the basketball, because I want to talk about the TBT a little bit, uh, and that's, I, I was listening to uh, Bruce Bochy last night on his pregame show, and they were talking to, to Matt Hicks. Did you know that they no longer, Major League Baseball games can no longer be protested? Like you cannot issue a formal protest uh, based on the result of the game or a call of the game. Because remember back in the day, the, this game is under protest, and... You know, 99 out of 100 times, or maybe even 999 out of 1,000, the protest would be upheld and would be, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, we're not going to do it. But since... Twen- Except for the George Brett <clears throat> right, one. Right, <laughs> But since 2019, you can't protest. And, you know, Bochy was explaining, he's like, I get it. He goes, I understand. And he goes, it's like, because this was our only trip to Chicago and... Or our last trip to Chicago, and you know, if we had, you know, if we had protested and won that protest, then you had to pick up the game from where it's where the protest occurred, and we would have had to fly back here and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on on one hand, it's like I appreciate the fact that because it seemed like this game is under protest, and then nothing would really come of it. Um, but, you know, in this particular case, you know, the, the game the other night, you, you had the replay and usually you're mad at the you're mad at the umpire for making the call and the replay bails him out. And in this case, the replay guy was the one that created the controversy as opposed to the home plate umpire. And so I guess we're not getting a response from Major League Baseball on that. You guys hear anything? Huh, I haven't yeah. seen anything. I saw, Evan Grant got a reply to his request and it was about where he set up. And that's all that they basically the where the violation was is where he set up, and Evan tried to get more clarification on it. And as of yesterday, last night he hadn't gotten any more clarification. So there you go. Okay, um, your thoughts on uh, the basketball tournament that's coming to town, July nineteenth through the twenty third. They announced the bracket yesterday. Uh, for the teams that are going to be involved, and uh, and also the roster as it stands right now, uh, the Air Raiders, which are made up of uh, former Red Raider basketball players, is the number one seed. They're the one seed. They'll take on the eight seed, the Purple Hearts, Jamie. Uh, but on the uh, Tech roster, it includes uh, Davide Moretti, uh, Matt Mooney, Tariq Owens, Kyler Edwards, Davion Warren, Parker Hicks. Dejan Kravich, um, Todrick Gocher, and John Roberson. So um, it's a, that's a highlight list of, of names. They have two slots left, and they're kind of holding Sounds out. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they have two slots left. They're, they're, quote, holding out for 
players that could really make an impact. In other words, um, they they were they're looking for they're looking for uh, somebody like uh, Jared Culver or somebody like that that could really you know be an impact kind of player. Um, but I, I think this is going to be this is going to be a whole lot of fun uh, for uh, you know for people to, to take in the the first game for Tech for the Air Raiders I should say will be at eight o'clock on Wednesday, the July the nineteenth. Yeah, and I've been told that there is hope that Jarrett Culver would be. Oh, I said Jarrett. I'm sorry, Jarrett yes, Culver. Jarrett, yeah, would, would right. be a guy that would um, come join the fray, mm-hmm. which would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I love. I'm super excited about this. Um, I love the fact that they're all former Red Raiders mm-hmm. um, coming back here to play together, and kind of it's, it's kind of fun to me that you have some, you know, some older guys. Like John Roberson. I mm-hmm. think that's super cool. Yeah. You know, even Todrick Gocher, a little bit older than some of these guys. Um, but um, I think that's super cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the games. I'm excited that it's coming to Lubbock. I'm hoping for, for great crowds. Um, I think this is going to be really cool. Uh, it just, you know, over the last however many years or so, it's become, it's become really fun to be a Red Raider basketball fan. And see some, these are some of the guys that we, we loved watching. So, you know, if you could, uh, you know, have some success here and come out of it with a, you know, with three wins would get you to the to the next level. That'd be really cool. Uh, the, the, they said yesterday at the press conference that they reached out to everyone to gauge interest. So there's some guys that are still involved in G League play or playing overseas. And, and then the other thing is this is truly their downtime to be able to kind of heal their bodies or – Sure. You know, in some cases, you know, take a little bit of a break, and so that's that's part of what, part of maybe why because somebody's like Jack Smith isn't on the roster. Yeah, I'd heard that he was going to be on the roster, but and I don't know what I don't know what the what that is. I'm, Zach Smith is on the roster. He is on the roster. They yeah. I just him, didn't. They listed didn't, him under yeah, Zach I, Smith. Yeah. Zach. <laughs> I just overlooked it. Well, somebody on the text line said yeah. Zach Smith isn't on the roster, and I just, I just read without thinking. Sorry, I was being goofy there. No, that's, that's my okay. bad. That's, that's, a, that's okay. That's maybe they're about be, Zaire. Trying to be. <clears throat> maybe they're asking about Zaire. Not be on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and he, I mean he's he's working out. We've heard that, but I don't know. I don't know what his playing status is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy that nearly lost his life over the, you know, peanut reaction peanut butter sure. reaction uh Todrick Gocher said he was he's astonished at what they have with the with the Womble and he he said he kind of takes pride in it because he feels like and and probably all former players that that they had a had something to do with had, had a part of it sure he, I think that's fair he actually used the word he was jealous <laughs> and I said no Chuck didn't read Zach so I asked you're right I didn't read Zach I'm sorry I should have read all Ten names. I, I, Parker Hicks is also on the team. Did I, if I didn't mention Davide Moretti, he's on the he's on the team as well. Um, somebody wants to know who's coaching. Um, yeah, the coach will be uh, Jason Stout, who is from this area, and he's uh, a longtime NBA assistant coach, video coordinator, but also Ronald Ross, who's now a high school coach over in uh, Hobbs, and Robert Brashear, who was part of uh, James Dickey's staff. Uh, back in the day, and he's the headmaster at All Saints, along with Gino Sacedo, uh, will be assistant coaches. Uh, Jason Stout was uh, James Dickey's manager 
uh, when he was the coach here. And oh, he's cool. gone on to be a, a longtime NBA assistant coach. And he he told uh, Clark Lambert and Andrew Sorrells, who were acting as the general manager for this team, that he wasn't coming um, to chaperone. <clears throat> he wanted to compete and win. So he wanted to make sure um, that they had, you know. Chaperone. Well, I, I like mean, it. yeah, you know, I'm not going to come here and chaperone these guys. I want to. We're yeah, going to do this. Let's win. win, right? Let's <clears throat> be all in. Now, here's the here's the thing that's I think this is fascinating. They're playing under FIBA rules, okay? Mm-hmm. So one of those rules is that you can touch the yeah. ball when it hits the rim. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Tariq's going to have a field day. <laughs> yeah, Todrick said. That he's lost a lot of points like that, yeah. And so th- th- there is a, those players that have been playing overseas and have been playing under these rules. Um, there'll be a familiarity with it, and they'll be a, they're they're used to it as opposed to maybe players that just finished up their college career and they're that's not second nature to them. Yeah, I don't know if I like that or not. I mean, I'm fine that they've made the decision to do that. I'm just saying that rule. Do I like it or not? I, okay. I'm not. I'm not sure if I do. I don't think I like it. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to give myself uh, time to watch it and see if it becomes a fun thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other but thing. But I, 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 I think in the, the short term, I immediately think I don't like it. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, just because I feel like once the ball is up there, you shouldn't be able to goaltend if it's Mess rolling around it. on yeah. the rim or bouncing right. or whatever. Right. But I don't know. Maybe that maybe it turns into being fun. Well, can you can you imagine how many people are going to go to that first game and go, hey, he's on the rim, he's on the pass Can you imagine that? Did you say pass interference? That's a goal goal interference. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) If I if I did, I I don't mean that. Basket interference. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people that are confused by that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it'll take them. The fans in the crowd go, no, no, that's allowed at this level or whatever in this league. Uh, The other thing is, every game will end on a game winner um, at the under four minute timeout. In the last quarter, they'll add seven points to the winning team's score, and then that's the target score. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you win, you end things on a game winner. Anyway, we'll have uh, more information it's like on that. like a walk-off. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got there, Kimisabi? All right, we're sticking with the Air Raiders. All right. Okay, I think this is a, this is a fun question. Uh, there's two spots available. Oh, okay. Okay. And so I've uh, offered up Chuck and Jeff to be fill those two spots. Okay. No, just kidding. Boy, this team's going to be bad. <laughs> you get to fill the two spots. You get to pick a player in his prime, former Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? Who am I picking? Former Red Raiders in their prime. Who am I picking? I've got one. I've got one name in mind. So let me let me kind of think about who's who. The next name is who. The next name is going to be uh, with regard to that. Um, Brandon Francis is one. He's playing overseas. I think he'd be a terrific addition. Plus, he's a fan of the morning drive. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Man, of course I met Chuck. That's yeah, my there guy. you go. Right there you go. That's, a, that's. I don't know that that's a bad addition either. I mean, had had some really great moments for you as mm-hmm. a Red Raider. Yeah. 
in in his in his prime. Um, and I think the other one, I, I got Jay Crockett that came into my mind. Um, um, who's the other one that Bubba Jennings came into my mind? Um, Brandon, uh, the guy that was the three ball heater, shooter at the Stan Bonowitz comes into my mind. Um, what's the guy that was the the other big sh- three point shooter? Brandon Hughes. It was not Brandon Hughes. It was um, Daryl Dora. No, Lance Hughes. Lance Hughes. Lance was a finisher though. Dude, good, good dude. Run an NCAA dunk contest. Yeah. Um, Daryl Dora. Yeah. Alan Voskel, you know, you could have either one of those guys. I'm going to go. Now that you've listed off every player in okay. the last 25 okay. years, I'm gonna you, go, could I'm, you pick two for sure. us? Brandon Francis. Um, <laughs> and I'll take the guy off, this, off the Yates Morning Center chat line, uh, Darvin Ham. Okay. Man, Darvin Ham makes me think of having to change my second answer. But I'm going to go Andre Emmett, one. Mm, okay. If I get him in his prime, yeah, th- that's a one walk away. And I was debating between uh, Keenan mm. and um, Jay Crockett. Keenan is obviously the better player of the two of those. But I so much want Jay to have some success as a Red Raider. Sure. Like, there's part of me that pulls that way. But I didn't think about Darvin Ham. And I think I've got to go Ham on this. So we're going to go the two old guys to add in their prime to this list. Okay, well, I, I think I think first and foremost, I think the most talented player that you have had here in, in a long, long time is Jarrett Culver. And, I mean, offensively, defensively, um, his, I mean, he was a terrific, terrific player. So I think you have to have him. And I also look at this and say you only have one big man. Mm-hmm. Um Darvin Ham was a four. Uh, I don't think Darvin Ham's game translates to now, where fours can step out on the floor and and shoot from the outside. I mean, Darvin was a pure power forward, and that just I don't think you see many of those in today's game anymore. I mean, it just so uh, give me Tony Batie. I knew you were going to take. I him. mean, Tony yeah. Batie. I mean, a big man who yeah. is going to block a ton of shots. Is a high. I mean, he's Tariq Owens, but probably with a little bit. Eh, I don't know. There maybe I, I feel like Batie had a better outside game. Tony could shoot threes a little bit for you. Uh, Tariq could do that a little bit too. But um, I mean, ba- Batman was. A, I mean, just dominant inside player. Plus, you kept him eligible here. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but um, I mean, just you talk about the new the rule that you were mentioning. Batie would live off of taking balls. Yeah, you're off right. Time. You're okay? right. No, Tony Batie's and a great, answer. great finisher. I mm-hmm. mean, could score at all three levels. I mean, give me give me Batie and Culver. I, yeah. I think those are, I mean, two of the most talented players you've had in in a long, long time. I'd also say there's not a wrong answer in the group we just mentioned either. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. I, but I, I think Jamie's answer wins. I think, you know, Culver and... I, you and, know, I thought about Keenan, but you have two point guards already that I feel like are, I mean, with with John Robertson and, and also with uh, with Davide Moretti. So uh, Keenan's probably, I would probably, I would definitely take Keenan over either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. But 
if I'm just talking about improving the team. The only thing that holds me back from Andre Emmett is just that I felt like Andre wasn't a great defensive player. He was a scorer. You know the other the other thing that came into my mind with regard with regarding uh, Crockett, and I'm I'm in agreement with Jeff. I would love for him to have have some success here because really, really his his one kind of night of success was the night that um, Pat Knight and uh, Crockett beat Washington. What in I don't know double or triple overtime. That was like the that was the night when you look at his stats. You remember that was the dark days. Yeah, that was before Billy Gillespie even dark days. The other thing about Crockett is, and I think I think to some degree you, you have to kind of, and maybe maybe this roster is molded this way. Um, you know, you have to have, have to have some guys that are role players too that can accept the fact that they may only play a few minutes. Um, yeah, sure, that's part of it. Yeah, you're playing on a team with quality players. Yeah. How how do you think uh, and cuz how do you think Kyler Edwards will be received? Think there won't there won't be any there won't be any blowback on him will there? No. Nope. I don't think I so. I don't either. think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh dang Jamie when Chuck and Jeff inexplicably didn't take your recent our most recent lottery pick you got my hopes up that they had announced Culver joined the team only to crush them when you took mm, him. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, no. I that was that was obvious low hanging fruit that I was just thinking outside of had, Culver. Had the question been who would I add to the list? Well, I he's think on, that, he's on the top. I think that was the question. Right. But in their prime was added. Oh. When you add in their prime, <laughs> that's when I go Dre. He just I mean, in his prime, he was a late second round pick. Yeah. Okay. In, his, in prime, his prime, he was a lot. Jared Culver was a top ten pick. Yeah. yeah, he was also the all-time scoring leader in the Big Twelve. And yep, that's and it's that's very fair. hard to win basketball games if you don't. Yeah, that's fair. We blew I mean, it, man. We blew it. And yeah. I love me some some Andre Emmett. Probably my first. Uh, nah, not my first. But Batie was my first favorite Red Raider, as far as basketball goes. But. I love Chuck had a great answer. One of my other favorites from my my days is Stan Bonowitz. He's a good player. Oh, man. Yeah, that dude could throw a good alley oop. Him and Batie yeah. finished off a few dunks together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stan no, could shoot the three too. Yeah, no, no, no question. And he was a he was a crowd favorite too. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, he was a he was a mm-hmm. he was a he was a crowd favorite as well. Well, anyway. Somebody brought up Bryson Williams. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's a really good answer. Yeah, he yeah. only played here just the one year, so I feel like that's a little bit less of a sexy name as far as one of your all-time favorites or Tariq whatever. only played a year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but he money. also continues to be a Red Raider. Yeah, and then <laughs> he also wore out Chris Beard over there on the sideline during the. Uh, during the game a couple years ago when Texas came to town. He did wear him out. Yeah, no, yeah, no and question. he'll always be loved for that. Yeah. Maybe even more than the block against Gonzaga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Close. Somebody, it's a 1A, it's a, it's a 1B. <laughs> hey, somebody brings up a couple of really old names. Uh, or maybe because of the block against Gonzaga, he was clearly out of bounds when he caught the ball and saved it back in. What a terrible call. <laughs> uh, Doug Molaise, uh Norman Ruther, and uh, Rick Bullock. 
So those are three names from the, the past. Yeah, I, I mean, you're going to have to – I'm going to have to rely on you to tell me that their game translates to what we're playing right now. Well, I don't know if their game translates. Yeah. I don't I, – I don't I, think, I I don't think Darvin Hams does. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm caught up in the moment, Jamie. <laughs> We've already, I've, I've, I've already conceded. Jeff still fights you on on, uh, on Culver. I'm not. This is not a winner situation. Yeah. No, this is no. just a. We all have an opinion. And were, something fun. No, no, it was. It was that was that was a good question. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I feel like we've had we've, we've been entertaining, engaging, probably been a little bit annoying, you know, all those things. Yeah, that would be for the folks on the other end to really have that opinion. I don't know that we get to say mm-hmm. we were entertaining. Right, no, right. I said yeah. I feel like I feel like okay. I feel like I feel like we feel like we are, have been, could be, mm-hmm. might be, you know. Mm-hmm. It could be, it might be, it is. A home run. All right. Uh I saw this yesterday and you know, had people you know, people have commented on this and it at certain times, um, and and you know, my, when people have asked me about kind of what what what's next, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. First of all, I don't know. I've not talked to Kirby Hokut about this at all. But we all know that the shelf life of an ex- athletic director is X number of years. Shelf life of a university president is X number of years. Uh, seems like the shelf life of a university president or a chancellor is less than that of an athletic director and then there's always the well well, what's next because you know as these guys climb the ladder and they have success then they reach a certain point maybe where they're like okay uh i've I've done everything that i can do here and i'm not suggesting that he has because you know clearly we're on the what we think is the precipice of what could be a fantastic football season and football seasons to come where he kind of gets to help be the architect of that because you know, hired a couple of coaches that didn't work out in Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Wells. Um, they were given a lot of resources. Uh, and now uh, Joey McGuire has been given even more resources because he gets to start with an indoor facility. He gets to start with a, you know, a fan base that is on fire. He gets to start now with $200 million project that's going on right underneath his nose in a new indoor facility. I think Joey McGuire deserves some credit for the fan base being on fire. Absolutely. I yeah. think they were on fire in a different way. Yeah, right. Absolutely. No, yeah, there's they no were, question. They were fired up mad yeah. um, at the end of the Matt Wells era. Yeah, no, no, no. So he's, he's, he deserves some credit for Absolutely. building that Absolutely. fan base Absolutely. into a friend. I guess my, my point was my point's more about what is what is next for Kirby, you know, or is, or is this it? Is this, is, is this what he wants to do? But my, my thought was always – because he served on that college football playoff committee and because he was the head of that college football playoff committee, that maybe at some point in time, maybe he would want to be the guy that replaced Bill Hancock. And so Bill Hancock announced yesterday that he's going to retire when his contract expires on February the 1st, 2025. Hancock is, 20, is 72. He'll remain in his position through the 2023 season. Then he'll take on a consultant role to the new executive director, when the college football playoff expands from the current four-team to the new 12-team format for the 2024 season. I have no idea if Kirby would be interested in something like this, if he would apply for something like this, if he was asked if he would do this. And he may be at a point today where it's like, man, we got a lot of great things going on here. I have no interest in doing this today, but maybe someday. So 
my 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 thought was that at some point in time his next job might be to be the executive director of the college football playoff because of his experience with it and his relationship to it and all that he got to to be a part of and see it up there close and personal um so that's what i'm thinking so Tell you me. think he's going to be the next guy? Well, I, th- I I think I think that he could be. I don't know if he wants to be, but I mean, I think that he could be in that he could be in that mix. But but and I, I would have said this more maybe two years ago than today because I think you've got a lot of great things going on here that maybe you have a lot of unfinished projects. If you're him, going the timing is not right. The timing is not right for me. But this is something that I would really like to do. But. I just wonder if he were if he were asked and solicited and recruited and said and they said this is this is what you're gonna do, um, this is would this be would this be something he'd be interested in? Okay, I'll I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say that you're wrong and the reasons that I think that as I think um I think that job is one where it's like uh after you do it for a stretch, mm-hmm. six or seven years, you then kind of are done. You go into, like you said, Bill Hancock's just... He's, a, he's retiring, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's basically retiring. Yeah, he's 72. And I don't think Kirby's there yet. Yeah. I don't think he's six or seven years from being done. Yeah, I, I would agree so with that. So I think the timing is not right not right, right for, now. Right now. So it might so not I be think this time, but it might be in the future. Yeah, I, I think he's more of a guy that's going to spend, you know, six or seven more years as an AD before he does something okay. like that. That yeah. was a complete guess. I mean, just it, complete It, it guess. is. I mean, yeah. and I, again, I have, no, I have no idea if he'd even be interested in something like this. But, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of job, different kind of pressure, different kind of – but. I mean, obviously, the college football playoff is something that everybody talks about almost every single day. Um, my answer to this question would have been different four years ago. <clears throat> um, I think a lot of things have happened here in the last four years that have taken him off of that track to be... El- I don't want to say eligible, because he's obviously eligible, um, but to be on a short list. I think he would be mentioned as a candidate right now mm-hmm. uh, for a search committee. I don't think he gets past all of the the speed bumps that we've run into recently here. Okay, uh, to, to stay on that list. Okay, um, some of them are you can blame on him. Some of them I don't know that you can. Mm-hmm. But there are enough of them that would slow it down, especially in this day and age. Okay, so You're talking about the coaches and yeah, coaches that it. have left, and yeah, the there whole thing. are many speed bumps. Okay, some of them bigger than others that would ha- would take him on. Now, four years ago, I think this if this announcement came four years ago, I would be worried that we would be losing our athletic director. But with the the hiccups that you have had under his watch, I think that would get him off the list. Flagged, yeah. That doesn't mean I don't think he could do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he would get the chance. Okay. Okay. Well, it was just, like I said, it was just, it was, when I saw that yesterday, I was like, oh, I wonder, wonder if Kirby would be interested in something like that. I mean, it may not be. It may, yeah. <clears throat> may not be. And another be. point that you brought up is with the timing is that you just have so many projects right mm-hmm. now 
that I would think he would want to see through. Yeah. I mean, you're I mean, he's doing the hard work, man. You want to, you want to, uh, get to benefit. see the, yeah, the fruits of your labor. Absolutely. You know, and the fruits of the labor right now are the South end zone project. And you know, how far can Joey McGuire take this football program, you know, and then how does that parlay for the rest? What happens with the basketball program? Can you, can you get back to, you know, being a big 12 champion? Can you get back to, you know, having real relevance in the NCAA tournament? I mean, obviously he's not making those coaching on on court decisions, but he's making the decision as to who's on the court, or at least certainly a significant part of it. Sure. Is so, Chris Beard his right. best hire? You're not going to give him any credit for Joey McGuire? I didn't say Joey wasn't in contention. I asked if Beard is the best. I mean, he took you to the national championship game. McGuire's had one successful season. Mm, I'm not saying that he can't have 10, but he's had one as of right now. I'm just going to step back and let Jeff go at this point, because you're right, Chuck. And you got a guy who's taking you to four College World Series for a program that wasn't in the postseason for 10 consecutive years. It's a pretty good one, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this. Uh, this is an administrative position. If his competitive juices are flowing, that position wouldn't push those buttons. Okay, that's fair. That that's that's a that's a fair thought. Um, somebody says Tadlock one hundred percent. Somebody says I agree. Jeff Tadlock is his best hire. Consistently loyalty and longevity. Longevity. I always get that wrong, don't I? Longevity. Right? That's the word. That's how you say that's it. That's how you say that it. That is correct, yes. Yeah. Instead of longevity. Longevity. Right. Yeah, that's got, long, <laughs> longitude and latitude. You got like <laughs> an extra T in there. I know, but longevity. Mm-hmm. Longevity. Yeah. Longevity. Uh, locking Tadlock into a life con- contract would be, I say, his best move. Okay. Uh, somebody says that this is Jack Swarbrick's job. Okay, maybe it is. And maybe, maybe you're right, because I mean, <clears throat> he certainly bellied up to that bar and felt like he should be at that table, so... He probably is already calling up uh, Bill Hancock and saying, what are the dimensions of that office that you're in? You going to take that chair with you? Hey, when, hey we're not going to need you as a consultant if you hire me. So just you know, go back to your home. <laughs> You'll be all right. We got it. We got this. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.